0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of AfroLit. I'm your host, Bobo, and I'm with the beautiful Equa.
1: Hey, guys, Bobo's back
0: from South Africa. I'm back on the continent. Well, the Western the continent. continent. And the today, United States, we York. have a special, special guest with us today. No, drum roll, please. We have Adeola
1: in the building. You may know her as the. Keeping it real girl, but um, I'm so excited to have her here because I know she is phenomenal, she's multi-talented, she does a lot, she just dissects politics and news. She has her, her own s- show. Exactly, and just coming at you on the interweb, so she's now part of the AfroLit family, but
0: Adiola, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me guys.
0: Of course, of course. And today we're going to be talking about... Making it as an African across continents. Indeed. So we thought she would be the perfect, perfect guest. And yeah, yeah we start? I think we should just hop into it. And if you
1: have not subscribed yet to Afrolit, what are oh, you doing? Oh fam? my gosh. Like please you hit made that follow <laughs> button.
0: Make sure to subscribe on AfroLit on SoundCloud and please rate and review. The podcast so I that we know. can give you more exactly
1: and also you can keep up with the conversations on our twitter mm-hmm. so make sure to follow us on there and use the hashtag #AfroLit. oh yeah yes. so we can see all of your beautiful comments
0: but yes let's get into it bobo yeah so adiola hi well, our first <laughs> <laughs> opening question how did you manage to break into another continent
2: well, that's a very interesting word. I don't know if I've broken into any place or any continent. Really? <laughs> you think so? Mind you, this um, group has
1: like over a million followers. Like
2: where? Like <laughs> I I have no idea <laughs> where this million followers you're talking about are. But if you are out there and you're listening, and you're yet to be one of the Uh, viewers of my show maybe you could you know consider being one of the million followers that she's talking about (laughs) that i that i'm not aware of yet that would be great so i think with what i do the reason i was able to connect with people from other african countries as well not just nigeria is just caring caring about what's going on Mm -hmm. outside of my geographical area Mm -hmm. you know i'm from nigeria and I think it's really sad that, and I, I'm not speaking for everyone, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of Nigerians, especially before leaving Nigeria, we think we are it. We think everything is about us. We, we don't really know much mm-hmm. about other countries. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm not speaking for everyone. But myself, for example, had never traf- traveled to any other African country mm-hmm. until I came to the U.S., I was in the u.s when i went to kenya nice. so kenya is nice by the
1: way
2: i'm definitely going back where did it's you go uh, Nairobi okay. and then I forgot the name of where it was. Mombasa? I went for a conference okay. outside Nairobi. I don't remember the name of the place. It was two thousand eleven. Okay. But all I remember was it's beautiful, it's wonderful. The people there, they were so nice. Yeah. They were they were nicer uh, than Nigeria. Sorry <laughs> my Nigerian people. <laughs> you <heard it> from <laughs> first. Well, they were really nice, yes. you know, and um I had a great time. Before I left the airport, I got gosh, maybe like seven marriage proposals.
1: Wow, which was
2: wonderful. (laughs) 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 I only dream. had people telling me, "Would you like to be my second wife or my Whoa. third wife?" And I'm yeah. like, "Wouldn't that be wonderful?" <laughs> oh, oh, so, Kenya, okay, yes, see why I back. have to go back to Kenya. Like, <laughs> oh you gosh. just, I just you have to go back. My cousin. <laughs> friend, <family. laughs> so, I had a great time in Kenya. But uh, like I was saying, I think it's just caring about wait, what's going on in Uganda? What's mm-hmm. going on in? And I think coming to the U.S. really. Uh, gave me that exposure to people from other African continents. Mm-hmm. When I moved to New York, for example, because I went to college in Michigan, mm-hmm. but when I moved to New York, I lived at a place called the International House in Harlem. Okay. And this is where people from, I think, about 100 countries come to live if they are doing like their graduate program or internship yes. or something. Oh, wow, I didn't even know. So, yeah, it's in Harlem. It's, it, it's not like any school dormitory. Okay. It's just like apartment yeah but it's for people from other countries so of course i got to meet people from sudan from kenya from uganda rwanda like i had friends from south africa from the the girl across from my room was from india so when you have that kind of exposure and you relate with people, you realize, wait, they're just the people like myself. We have more in common than our differences. That's yes. what I. That's yes. what, what I try to. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I try to make my audience realize. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, I think. Th- the biggest joy for me is seeing my viewers being able to talk to someone from Uganda about what's going on in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, meeting mm-hmm. someone from South Africa and having something to talk about. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, oh, wait, by the way, I heard that this happened. Is it true? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what exactly happened? Like s- something for conversation starter. So that gives me so much joy. And one thing that I try to make my viewers understand is the fact that as Africans, we have more in common than our differences we basically face similar challenges in Mm -hmm. terms of politics or you know the Mm -hmm. way of life so that's how I got to I decided I wouldn't just talk about what's happening in Nigeria Mm -hmm. that I would talk about what's happening in other places as well that's that's how I broke into the continent is that does that answer the question Yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) do you find that Africans are more united than they are divided and do you think that differs across continents
2: to be honest with you, I think a lot of times Africans tend to be more united when they leave the continent and they meet
1: here. I agree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they meet here? Yeah. And, and and it's not just like people from different countries, even people from the same country, like yeah. In Nigeria, you know, sometimes we have challenges when it comes to like religious differences Mm -hmm. or tribal or ethnical, Mm -hmm. I mean, ethnicity uh, issues. But then (laughs) when we come here and you meet each other, you miss home so much that you're just so happy to see someone that knows what you're talking about. If you talk about Naya or if you talk about, you know, fufu or (laughs) jollof rice, you you know what I mean? And then for some people... That's the first time that they're actually relating closely with someone from a different ethnic group. You you get what I'm saying? And then (coughs) once you pass that, it's so easy with someone from another African country as well. First of all, you're both black. Right. (laughs) Let's be real. Let's be real. Like, you know, I've been in classrooms when I was in college where I would be the only black person. And, like, I didn't know I was black until I came to the U.S. No one had ever called me black.
1: Talk about that just
2: for a quick second. So, that was really interesting for me. So, like, seeing somebody else that is also black, like, I don't even care where you're from. You know, I feel like we have something in common. Like, my best friend in college at the time from Africa is from Ghana. And, you know, we would cook jollof rice to get another. I'd never had any friend from yeah. Ghana before then. So I, I think Africans tend to be more united when when we come outside of Africa.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. So.
0: I totally agree. And do you think that, like, moving to the U.S. has changed how you conceptualize your race and blackness as a whole? And does that change how you package your show?
2: Well, I wouldn't say it changed anything about how I see myself as mm. as, a, as an African woman, but I think it, I became more aware mm. of so many things. Mm-hmm. I became more aware of the race difference, the race issues. See, when I was in Nigeria, what we had was religious and ethnic, ethnic um, issues, yeah, right? exactly. And then you come here and then you realize, wait, my skin matters like it matters, the color of my skin. And then suddenly you realize, why are we killing ourselves over? Oh, you're Christian. We're Muslims. Oh, you abused uh, a pastor or you abused Mm -hmm. the prophet Muhammad. So we have to kill each other. Why are we killing each other? Because you're Yoruba, I'm Hauser. Mm -hmm. When (laughs) we have more serious issues to deal with, especially when you go outside of Africa, you, you go outside and then suddenly you're susceptible to some ill treatments just because of the color of your skin like no one even cares you know what you have in your mind or your head but in terms of your intellect but the first thing they see is your color now I'm not saying that this applies to everyone not everyone is racist but I have seen people that are racist I have been in places where you go in and people sort of moved away or you go into a restaurant and people sort of Make sure that they are not wow. sitting next to you. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like so that's <laughs> to me, that's a bigger issue. So then, when I see people fighting each other because of religion or whatever, and I'm like, y'all need to stick together. Y'all, you're, you're all <laughs> <Yeah>. black. <laughs> <laughs> you all are black. Y'all need to stick together because yeah. there are more pressing issues out there. It's so. so true,
1: and I think it even speaks to a larger extent of how like in I know specifically in Kenya, like we divide each other by class. Like it's not necessarily like a black on black things also because like yeah. we're so we're mixed you know like we have like people who look like they may be from India yeah. but they're born and raised in Kenya in South the same. Yeah and they speak the language and things like that but it's like if you're driving a Mercedes Benz versus like taking mm. a bicycle there's gonna be a difference even in the way that I live and mm. consume Kenya mm. and like I think it's when we all come to like America or even like just the western part of the world mm. we realize that yeah at the end of the day That's we are the other in comparison to like mm-hmm. our other friend you know yeah. so it's just like we do have to stick together and it's unfortunate because sometimes when we do stick together here you'll think that that will transfer back when we do get back mm. home and it doesn't because mm. I've definitely been in yeah. situations where it's like okay yeah now like not that they like they still accept me like we're still friends but it's just like okay i can tell like they're in a certain class like they won't come to certain things you know Mm. like if i wanted to hang out with more local people they'd be like "Uh, i'll see you later you know so it's just kind Mm. of like that tension but i think what's crazy is that africans we're still decolonizing ourselves and i feel like your show has definitely allowed like you said to have that expo africans have that exposure to understanding like oh you know like People in Rwanda are facing the same things that I'm facing, you know? Like, we actually co relate, you know? Yeah. So, I do appreciate that.
2: Yes. You're I wanted to ask you, ladies, about I, when I made the statement that I didn't know that I was black until I came to the US. Mm-hmm. I think one of you said that. Oh, you also wanted to share your experience?
1: Yeah, no, I just wanted to, like, expand on that. Because I think that even now when there's so much happening between, you know, Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. there's been that conversation between Africans versus African Americans. All the time. You know? And I think that it speaks to a larger, like, what you're saying, like, we didn't consume ourselves as quote-unquote black because we lived in a my majority of black people, you know, we've had black presidents, you know, it's not like it's a a big deal yeah. for us, you know, whereas yeah. here, it was a huge deal to have someone like Barack Obama. And I think sometimes now with all the protests, like I've had conversations with my family. And like, even still, like, there'd be moments where it's like, you know, this is not really my issue. Yeah, you know, like, I, I you know, all, yeah. and it's like, that really offends a lot of African Americans. Mm. And I think it's, interesting that like we actually as africans had to become aware of the fact that we are black Mm -hmm. because i know that when i was growing up i was definitely it's actually funny i was made fun of by other african americans for being like dark or black Wow. than, like, mm. white people, you know, like, white yeah. people are like, oh, wow, like, I've been to Ken, like, I've gone on vacation there, you know, like, oh, it's so beautiful, whatever, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, so it was just a way of, like, consuming, and it's so interesting that, like, you've had that shared experience, mm-hmm. because it's just, like, we have to become aware, I guess I would want to know, like, do you feel like you're also now like, you consider yourself African American, or do you just consider yourself, like, black and then African? can
2: i not answer that question (laughs) (laughs) honestly i think
0: yeah see see the
2: the issue though is when you talk about black people when you Mm -hmm. talk about african-americans when you talk about africans we're all africans
1: it's true
2: it's only in america that you hear black america everywhere else you hear nigerian kenyan um, European. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why they had to put a label on. I don't know why everybody cannot be American if you're American. Right. I don't know why you have to be black American because there is no yeah. white American.
0: Yeah, you're just American. You're just
2: American when you're yeah. white. But then when you're black, it's like you're black you're American. Uh, yeah. So like I, I've always had issues with all this. Um, I feel like all this sort the of lies. racist. um classes or divisions or languages I should say because I mean you're as far as I'm concerned you're African or you're American now you can be black and be an American but I I don't know why they always have to specify black American Um, but having said that I think I am African and um, I don't know maybe um, maybe (laughs) I don't know if if that would ever change because it's in me it's yeah. it's who i am it really defines me a lot mm-hmm. yeah. but you know I'm, I'm really curious uh for bobo growing up in south africa with appetite and all that um i'm very sure that Or oh, let me not say i'm sure like i've always been curious about like how, how African a- south African africans refer to as black people And then white people because you, this,
0: you you have, both yeah, (laughs) like, so
2: you probably know, you probably have been aware of being a black person before you even came to the U.S.
0: Oh, definitely. So your
2: experience is a little different from. Yeah,
0: I've had, I think I've had more of a similar experience to an African-American than to an African outside of South Africa. So, I mean, I've grown up all over the place. I've lived in Europe for almost 10 years, but also, like, lived here and also lived in South Africa for a little bit. So I was aware of race from early on, and even, like, my kindergarten, I went to an Afrikaans kindergarten. Wow. Yeah, and this was literally right... Apartheid ended, and I right. was right in there. So, I mean, I was in school. Like, if you look at my my kindergarten picture when I turned one... I think it's interesting i always look at because i was standing with this little paper crown on my head and then there's like these three white girls behind me and then this one indian girl. there's actually no i'm the only black person in that picture but this is like post-apartheid so i think even on a subconscious level i was quite aware that i was different like as soon as wow. i hopped up the womb and then i think it was navigating how like my race has been consumed on different continents because it's like it varies so much you know just country to country and continents continent. even city to city like existing as a black person in johannesburg versus cape town is like world you know world what would you apart. find
1: is the most where has it been the most challenging you find
0: um to be black yeah i think america honestly <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm. not to throw shade
0: <laughs> no not at all no, but the good it thing just is, is it's you the gravity have,
2: at least of... you've been aware of this race issue yeah. before you came to the us
0: yeah right i think it was still such a culture shock for me because i don't think i I was always aware that I was other, but I wasn't really aware that it was an impediment until... Well, it is not. Yeah, right. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like the idea of it being something that... And I think this is a cultural thing. So I think, yes. you know, when you're born in America, <laughs> you really are told from every facet of life that you are black. And not only are you black, you're other because you're black. And because you're other you are a burden to society. Yeah. I feel like they really drill that into you. Whereas wow. I feel like growing up as a black African kid, it's like you're black, but also, like, get your shit together and right. keep the pushing. Go to know? school. Like, excel. Still go to school. Still excel. Learn. Like You, you know? can do
1: it. You can be a president. Yeah. You, know? you can be, you know, like, as long as you have your education, you know? And I
0: think that's right. another question. I think that is, like, the key, key difference between, like, why I still conceptualize race. Also, I feel like I'm not as possessive about my culture as African Americans may be, which is, like, I don't blame them. It's always being stolen from them, but I haven't Mm. ever had that issue. It's just so many differences, you know? It's interesting, because we had
1: that conversation, too, of how, like, it wasn't a problem for us to see, like, white people with braids. Yeah. Until, like, we, like... Until we started understanding where, like, African Americans started seeing it coming from. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it was like their culture was being taken, whereas, like... Yeah,
0: we've never had our culture culture taken... You know, <laughs> we've had every, everything else, but our culture—we've kept that shit from the beginning. We have culture, yeah. yeah. Start from there, you like, like also, I don't think you can take away someone's culture when they're still in their homeland. I mm. think you literally have to force them out. You know? Yeah. So I and see. That's what also, yeah. I just think as Africans, we're not possessive of our culture. We're <laughs> not possessive of our race we just see, we conceptualize it so differently because I it's know. always been in That'll our us. possession yeah. yeah, I
1: guess I would also want to know like do you find it now because of just what's going on you know Black Panther's coming out like mm. Africa has really become a trend like do you like that or do you think it's like about time you know like how do you feel about that of
2: course it's like finally hello (laughs) i'm so excited with all the african actors actresses and have you got um when are you guys going to see it
1: of course, we, we yeah that, we but. need to plan, but definitely <laughs> because I'll get out during open weekend, so I feel okay. like we can make it happen again yeah, during yeah. open no, we weekend. I'm we'll, so excited about up, it, you know, and
2: especially because there was a part in the movie I heard where they spoke an African language.
1: Yeah, I think they speak Swahili, like, like Swahili. Well, that's yeah. like our government.
2: Yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's the go-to. To, like, that I love that because I was watching an interview with that actor, and he was like, "Well, if we're making this about the African continent." why can I just keep it the African language? Exactly, yeah. And I love that he did that. I don't care whether people understood what he said <laughs> or not. I'm sure it will probably be subtitled. But yes, the yeah. fact that I can hear something familiar in my ears, you know, yeah. I, I don't think it, that has ever happened when I go to the movies here in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. That has never happened. I've never, well, one time, um Fat Girls by... Um, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. What's her name? Monique. Um, Monique. <laughs> My only criticism of that movie is that they were trying to Portray Nigerian guys, oh but they didn't use Nigerian guys. And <laughs> I was just sitting in that movie, like about to cry. Okay, so the Black Panther at least they're using an African for the African right. language aspect, but right. they were using oh god, like they someone that song. is not from Nigeria trying to speak Yoruba, and I'm Yoruba, and I'm si- and I'm sitting there like, what? Cringy. What just happened? Like, <laughs> is he trying to say? So, so, so I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. That's how I felt when oh I was watching that gosh. movie. So, but besides that, I've never heard an african language spoken in an american movie yeah. here in the us so i'm really
1: excited about it i know and i think it's just like a i agree like i feel like it's been about time mm-hmm. i guess it's just interesting cuz like i i've come from the part where it's like i remember when it wasn't cool To be African, like I remember when it wasn't like (laughs) a trend. Like it was kind of like, oh, when I wore, you know, the African attire, be like, oh, that's your homeland dress. You know, like it was really. But now with uh, the
2: with the natural hair and everything, it's a movement. It is a movement,
1: and I and I just I think one thing that I am just very not necessarily weary of because I know as Black people we will always have this, but Mm -hmm. one thing I just want to. See, is if is it actually just a trend? So like come and like yeah, will it sustain itself? You know, like we have so so much hype now. Like I hope we can really organize ourselves. I think so. And just like have it not be because I remember I was watching this like Jay Z interview where he was like, you know, insecure. This TV show is such a big Mm -hmm. deal because it's like all Black people cast, but like that shouldn't be a big deal. You know. So it's like, will it become now like diversity just has to be a part of it because like everyone has Black friends, everyone knows where African is. Mm -hmm. Like, let's stop calling world tours, world tours, if you're not going to any cities in Africa. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, little things that now just need to be, come of, like, the fabric Mm -hmm. of, like, just mainstream and, like, yeah, and the mainstream um, entertainment and just, like, have it not be, like, a quote-unquote thing. Like, doing Afropunk in South Africa was, like, a huge thing because it's, like, oh, Ugh, this is South Africa. my eyes. And at the same time, it was still very, like, problematic at some points because, like, they were still perpetuating that, like, oh, you know, South Africa has, like, a high, like, HIV population and things of that nature when yeah. it's, like, this is a music festival. You know, mm. why are you, why are you now trying to make a political statement out mm-hmm. of it? So, mm-hmm. just, like... Okay. I think it will continue. Types. Do you think it will continue? Fact,
2: I think that movie will have another... Pop? Oh, yeah, there's <laughs>
1: gonna be part six. It's gonna be in Hollywood. Like, yeah. So <laughs> you know like, Harry Potter. Yeah, I think like out and the yeah. I don't know who
0: who. So, yeah. They're just getting started. They are just so, getting started. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I love it. So, this is our time right. as black people, as Africans. Yeah. We have no
1: excuses. We have no excuses like, to go forward and just do it. And I think it stems on actually what you were even saying of just, like, understanding, like, the differences and hearing, like, African languages. But I kind of wanted to dissect, like, because, you know, right now, like, you're from Nigeria, you're from South Africa, I'm from Kenya. Like, yeah, we that have was my next question. We <laughs> three major countries in the yes, room right now. And, like... I feel like there's so much music and like mm-hmm. movies and just entertainment coming mm-hmm. out of it mm-hmm. but I just wanted to know how you feel about like really is the industry actually doing, like well. doing well like do you think that they are making the proper alignments or you think there's a room for improvement
2: definitely there will always be room for improvement in mm-hmm. anything. But you you, you, cannot deny the fact that the world is more aware of African music now mm-hmm. than let's say 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And also African musicians. I remember when I moved to New York 2007, I walked into some um, McDonald's and I was hearing Peace Square music.
1: Wow. And I was
2: like, Wait, I know that song. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) like... wait am I really hearing this inside McDonald's in New York I'm like shut up oh my god my people are here uh, <laughs> I was so excited you would think that I was the happiest burger buyer that day it wasn't just about the burger for right. me it was about like, I know that song like I wanted everybody in the right. in, in, in McDonald's to know that I know that song yeah. Like, and I was so excited they were speaking some of the African languages as well as English but I loved it um so, I feel like now people are more aware of African songs. I remember when I was much younger, people wanted to play like foreign songs right. when you go to parties and stuff K-pop. like that. But now you play that and people look at you like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you can't find like a whiskey or, you know, the yeah, video song yeah. or something. And then when you pull that, that's when people, that's when the party actually starts right. because people relate with what they are talking about, they understand it and they can feel it. And the African beats, there's nothing like it. So I feel like, and even now, you would see some of the African musicians getting awards at um, the MTV Awards and stuff like that. So the world is definitely more aware of African musicians now. And they're doing an amazing job. Like, you see some of the songs, the effort that they put into it, you will see the millions of views. That used not to be the case. Um, And it's not just the music, the movies. I think that Nollywood is ranked number three in the world it's hollywood then bollywood in india and then nollywood so nigerian movies is being consumed not just by africans here but a lot of african americans that's their way of connecting with their root A lot of people from the Caribbeans, like I have friends from the Caribbeans that are hooked on Nollywood movies. I have friends that are African-Americans that want to talk to me about this Nollywood movie that they watch. And I'm like, okay. (laughs)
1: Do you
2: know them? Yeah, like (laughs) some same same movies acted on the African continent. Um, the only time that people complain to me is that oh they are trying to be too westernized I like when they do it in the village and <laughs> oh I see Oh my god <laughs> I cannot <could> <laughs> and I see you know that and me. I see how the village is like I like it So <laughs> I think they're doing a wonderful job having said that there's definitely room for improvement yeah. because sometimes i feel disappointed when i see a very successful african musician i've seen their songs on youtube and then they come here for concert, and then i go to their concert, and then sometimes i feel disappointed uh, and by that i mean their stage performance sometimes doesn't really rhyme with yeah. what i see online
1: yeah.
2: and then they put a lot of effort with their official video that they released but I feel like sometimes they need to also put in more effort to their let's stage performance talk
1: about the videos I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like the standard is just to have some light skin girl yeah. shake her booty <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's drive and uh, yes. that is it and I feel like I mean of course like some artists have really like made a way to like mm-hmm. not have that be the standard you know and I mean we don't necessarily just call out any specific artists of who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong but I do feel like there's this undertone of, like, sexism. But then I've had conversations where it's, like, some people feel like, oh, it's not their responsibility to now perpetuate, like... Mm-hmm. To respect black r- women. It's not
0: <laughs> black men's responsibility. But you know
2: you know the important thing <laughs> wow. is that mm-hmm. people notice that, people write that sometimes in the comments. Mm-hmm. But the important thing to me is the people that are trying to correct that, people, people express how much they appreciate it, like... I saw Flavor did a song one time, and he used all black-skinned
1: mm-hmm.
2: women. Mm-hmm. Uh, women, he he depicted women in different professions.
1: Oh, yes, I remember that. You remember yeah. that song? N-
2: it not only got, like, good reviews, but, like, several articles were written about it. It's like, oh, this is to women power, this is to... And, I'm hoping other musicians would see that kind of reaction and be like, you know what, people actually appreciate when we do this. So when someone is trying to do it right, like recognize black women, people take serious notice of that. It becomes news other than us, just another song with black, um, with white women shaking their booty. But when it stands out, people can see that and they appreciate it.
0: It's
1: true. And I think that's one thing that will actually like even help, like you said, perpetuate more people to listen to the songs. Yeah. I feel like, you know, when I'm on YouTube and like, you know, when I'm watching things, like when I'm with my family, when I'm with my younger cousin, sometimes like a video comes on and I'm just like, okay, we have to skip that, you know, just because like, it's yeah. just not the right yeah. sort of image mm-hmm. and I feel like you I'm know for that. you know and I just <laughs> I just think that it's important to like have these discussions and like really yeah. understand like what okay so what can what can these artists do and what they what should they be like required to do
0: <laughs> fundamentally <Required>. respect humans <laughs> <laughs> well who's going to
2: require them though I feel like exactly. this all has to do with not only exposure but education you know Mm. uh, um people project what they know what they think is the ideal and you know everyone is still everyone is still learning you know as long as you're alive you're still learning so the person that is not doing it right today maybe tomorrow they will get educated in terms of you know this is how it should be done Mm -hmm. because there are some artists that are actually doing it well um depends on who you listen to like i like artists like asha i don't know if you know her
1: Asha, no, I have she's Nigerian. Okay, I like
2: her. I like Timi Dakolo. Now these people are not like popular, popular, but I I love their songs because it's not all about shaking your booty. Asha, her songs have many. Like you you listen to the song and you feel like, girl, good job right there. Like yeah. you know you just like yeah. I I love songs like that rather than just oh. I can shake this booty, whatever. It's all about I'm I'm big, I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, okay, now can I (laughs) listen to a real song? Every day, yeah. So I I love soulful songs, you know. So there are people that are doing it well. But like you said, some people, education, you know, it's all about educating people. So we appreciate them. We appreciate what they're doing. And we're not saying that they will never change. But, you know, people are still evolving. So hopefully... I'm still looking forward to people putting in more black people, black women, I mean, in their music.
1: I guess, um, and that stems into a larger question of like, do you think that these artists, because you know, we know them, and I think that's partially because we're African, but do you think they'll ever like break into like the mainstream and become like famous, you know? And like, do you think that they even want? to have that sense of fame. Because I know someone like, for example, WizKid now, he's famous, you know, like, Afghans mm-hmm. know him, everyone knows him, you know, he'll sell out in Europe and London and things. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, you know? So it's, like, as open up, opening up this larger question of, like, okay, like, who now gets to, like, trans, transverse over, you know, into, like, mainstream, mostly American, but just, like, Western pop culture, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. South African actresses have been able to do that, you know, in TV, I believe there's Tandy Newton, I don't know her full name, but like, she's an actor.
0: Oh, her, I think she's American, but yeah, people like Namza Mumbata. Yeah,
1: like they've been able now, like, you know, they're famous, like they're from South Africa, but they're just famous, you know, like they're not like the quote unquote African Mm. artists, you know. So I wanted to see what know do you think you... it takes for that? Yeah. Like
0: what does an African artist have to do or be <laughs> to become like internationally recognized?
2: Well, I feel like a lot of our artists are already internationally recognized though. Maybe mm. speaking from the point of view of like Nigerian artists. Mm-hmm. Like when I was talking about someone like Whiskey that he yeah. comes here, he gets award at MTV events. I I feel like many of them are already known, maybe not that well in the US, but at least in the African continent. Mm -hmm. On the African continent, because I know they go on tour and all that. So, but I think for the example that you gave, did she move here or she's still in Africa?
0: Yeah, she's still in South Africa, but like she'll fly here and shoot a movie or like shoot a show, whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, she's not, like, Beyonce, like, A-list, you know?
1: <laughs> like, I feel like there's levels. There's definitely yeah, levels definitely to levels. this fame thing.
0: What is I fame? think it's just,
2: like, what's you know, fame? keep doing what you're doing and keep putting yourself out there <laughs> yeah, and yeah. not limiting yourself. Um, there's a Nigerian musician here. Uh, gosh, what's his name? He's friends with... Um, the. He's friends with...
0: Um, oh, Runtown?
2: No. <laughs> Shout no. out around town. <laughs> uh, you just uh the awkward black girl. Oh. What's her name?
1: Um Issa Rae. Issa
2: Rae. Um what's the guy's name?
1: Jay. He's, Ellis? he's
2: mixed though. He's mixed. He's, so he's he's friends? Nigerian and he's his music is doing really well, and he's based here. So, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, oh, no.
0: yeah, Niger- yeah, I know, yes, he is Nigerian, yes, he is
2: Nigerian, thank you. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> so <laughs> he's cute too. So, wow. someone like him is doing really well. Um, <laughs> what's his name? As already th- this is my boyfriend now. What's his name? Oh, Trevor Noah. Well, Trevor Noah is also my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Wow, I have two he's boyfriends all about now. Boyfriend. <laughs> But I'm talking about the musician. His uh his, uh, his parents are from Senegal. Um, oh, Akon? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's my boyfriend. I'm hi, right. Akon. We'll hi, Akon, in, <laughs> <laughs> in case you're listening. In case you're listening, Akon, Hi. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, he did it. Although he's, yes. he he's here most of his life. Um. But he's still African. Mm-hmm. Um. And. And so I think he's done it. I mean, Trevor Noir has done an amazing job for uh, himself. Trevinoa. Like, he, he <laughs> broke all barriers and whatever. Like, he, right. he's a testimony in terms of what's possible. It's true. And actually. Lupita. Right. Lupita is also another story of triumph of what's possible when you believe in yourself, regardless mm-hmm. of where you are, and you don't allow any geographical location to define uh, your success. Mm-hmm. So I think there are people that are doing it. And um also this Ugandan um
1: Daniel kalua No the Ooh, <laughs> Well not exactly. him but
2: yeah, him too. But I'm talking about the Ugandan comedian Anne Can Oh
1: yeah. She yes, did yes, it.
2: Yes. I mean she's she's been here to perform several times also in UK. Oh, I didn't even know that. So yeah. Wow. So I feel like she has also broken that barrier. So there are people that are doing it. I think it's just a matter of, you know, yeah. continue doing what you believe in. I had work and all so
1: that. in that in that same respect do you consider yourself famous too like, um no I don't to no do you aspire I don't to consider fame?
2: myself famous I think more people now know about what I'm doing yeah <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> oh, excuse me please I'm not all that <laughs> 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 um same I guess fame would be, you want me to define fame seriously? That would would be, like, you know, the world knowing about what you do. They may not necessarily know you, but they know about something that you do. Yeah. So, but I think some of my people know about what I'm doing. and (laughs) I'm I'm glad. (laughs) But I'm still, you know. Is that something that
0: you would aspire to, to be one day?
2: To be famous
0: mm-hmm. child like rihanna level of- <laughs>
2: rihanna level famous mm-hmm. i don't know i think i definitely want more people to know about what i'm doing i, I want to be able to do more i think it's more important to me my bank accounts than <laughs> 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 not,
1: not than the so number that. of
2: people that knows me so I I think I would like to someday become a very wealthy African woman. Yes,
1: <laughs> speak that into existence. <laughs> God, I claim it. I claim it. <laughs> right. So,
2: but in terms of you know uh, being famous, um, I don't mind so long as it doesn't change who I am. You know, okay. like I I don't want to lose myself because I want to be famous. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful for what I'm doing now and where I am because when I started, I never thought the show would become this popular. I thought maybe 100 people would watch and I was wrong from the wow. first episode. Yeah. So sometimes when I look at the number of views, even though it's not that much, like I'm not getting like hundreds of thousands or like millions, no? Like even if I get my 20,000, okay? Even if I get a 100,000 <laughs> views, I look at it sometimes and I'm like, where are these people coming from? Like <laughs> who, who are these people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I never thought it would go this far or that it would run for this long or that it would, it would get this many views. So I can't say what would happen in five years' time, ten years' time, but I'm, I'm trusting God that it would be even greater things. It would be that yeah. even more people would know about it, that I will be able to affect more lives positively, <laughs> hopefully. Indeed. So if the, if fame comes with that, that's fine. So long as it doesn't change who I am in terms of, you know, my my values and stuff like that i just don't want to lose myself to like i'm not desperate to be famous Mm
1: -hmm. that's awesome it's so funny because i was reading just a little bit about like fame and i was watching this thing where it said that i'm
2: desperate to have more money in my bank account don't don't (laughs) don't make a mistake about that but go ahead (laughs) no i like
1: that and that's that's how it should be um or at least like aspiring to have that because sometimes you know followers don't equal into the network exactly you know (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, but R. Kelly would, as he was still up and coming, he would go into the mall and, like, walk around and, like, he would define success as as long as, like, people would approach him and, like, say, like, hey, are you R. Kelly? Or ask, like, hey, are you R. Kelly? Like, if that happened when he started walking through the mall, then he would know that he's successful. So he would do that like once a month or like once every two months and then it became to a point where he couldn't even walk in because security, like people would like, you know, like people would just Mm. pop out and Mm. follow him, you know? So then that's when he realized like, oh wow, okay, now I'm successful. successful. (laughs) You know? So it's just so funny. I feel like, People have just such a different range of mm. and spectrum of what fame is, especially now that we have like, you know, YouTube, the, Instagram, uh, yeah. you know, like 12 year olds and 13 year olds. Like, if you have over 100K followers, you're famous to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have clout in their opinion because they're not watching like standard TV anymore, mm. you know? So I think it's very interesting. So you could be.
2: What about you guys? You're gonna be famous, you know, be up there. <laughs> For Rihanna, me. Level, A I'm Class. About it. I'm, about. I'm so happy I met you now.
0: So, <laughs> right. that,
2: so that at that time <laughs> you would me. remember me, you know?
0: <laughs> right? I <laughs> hope you remember That's me. the <laughs> <been> same. <saying, laughs> we both have our own show. No, for me, I'm, I'm more interested in influence than fame per mm. se. So I, and like not to sound like pompous or whatever, but I've always. Even as a kid, like whenever I would imagine myself as a grown up adult, I would imagine myself as someone really influential. And I feel like I still <laughs> sort of envision myself in that way. Um, but like fame, just for, like if I were to wake up tomorrow morning and be kim kardashian i think i'd be really unfulfilled because she's not actually doing anything (laughs) with her fame (laughs) you know like she sorry kim Kim. (laughs) shout out chris jenner though chris
1: jenner is the one
0: yeah i do think they're geniuses but like that's not really what i aspire to be whereas if i woke up tomorrow and i'm oprah then I'd be really fulfilled, because Oprah makes... I mean, I know that what I want to do with my career is to change how women are represented in mass media, and that requires influence, and so... I'm ready to be
2: influential. I really like your explanation. And the truth is, I wanted to mention being like Oprah when I was answering my question. But I was mm-hmm. like, let me not say that because I don't know no. what they would say. Oh, <laughs> but that's that's definitely my aspiration as well. Like, it's not just about being famous, but yeah. being able to affect life right. positively. Yeah. And also, actually, uh, having money to to change people's lives. Yeah. So, because, like you said... Being famous doesn't always translate into actually being uh, being wealthy or something. Right. So, but I, I want to be able to affect people's lives. Like, sometimes I meet people and they're like, oh, thank you so much for how you talk about the news or you help me to be aware of. So, so it, it makes me happy when I hear that. Right. Rather than people yeah. saying, oh, you're so popular. You have thousand whatever. <laughs> so, I definitely like your answer as well. Yeah,
1: no, definitely. Yeah, I think for me, I don't aspire to have, like, Rihanna's sense of fame just because I feel like the there's so much. You know, I want to be able to walk through like Times Square and not have it be a problem. Are you
2: sure you don't want someone to run through Times Square for you and <laughs> I
1: mean
0: cause No, I feel you. I feel you. It's, feel it's just you.
1: like, you know, there's I feel like there's little things in life that sometimes we may even take for yes. granted, like seeing that yes. showtime. Hey, it's showtime on the train. Yes. Is something so fun and like yeah. fulfilling, and Beyonce could being imagine. able to take the train, it, right? Yeah. Beyonce has to plan to do something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the moment she enters into a turnstile, people be like, oh, "Is that yeah. you know?" Like I just don't know how I would manage with that type of just just the way that that I is am. so true, you know. Yeah. So, so true. I don't know how I would deal with that. But like both of you has have said, I do want my life to be a testimony and an example of like what is possible when you put no limits Mm -hmm. on yourself and like you can be multifaceted, you can be multi-talented you can accomplish everything. I'm learning not all at once, but you will accomplish everything. And so again, that does take having some clout. It does take having some influence. And Mm -hmm. I think now it's just, I feel like we're reaching a level where it's like, you know what what defines that like sometimes people look at it as like oh you have such a great internet influence you must be popular but or you must have um, clout you must be something substantial but now with like the rise of people buying followers it's really just about being authentic to Mm -hmm. your story so i definitely want to be authentic to my story and for that and just to be able to like appear places and like mm-hmm. go certain be in certain rooms and discuss things with like jay-z and warren buffett you know like i think it does take be that careful level. now the moment
2: you start discussing with jay-z you can't take the training because
1: <laughs> now right? people oh,
2: see you with no. jay-z and warren buffett so if you want to take the train there was
1: this funny <laughs> there was this funny episode of, of text in the city actually no it wasn't text in the city but it was um just an episode, I forget which TV show, where the girl was on the bus, like her ad was on the bus, and then oh, she walked in and oh got on the bus oh. <laughs> and sat down, and I was like, yeah, that, oh God. That could never
0: be me. That could never be me. That, also, I just feel like I have too much business acumen to just have clout, and the bank account does not match. You see what I'm
1: saying? Business. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: be me. I feel like yeah, you know why
2: I had to say that. Sometimes I see like celebrities, yeah. well, maybe Nigerian celebrities, and then they have huge followers and they're very popular, and then they get sick, and then they're they're asking people to donate money online, and, and then your you're like, house.
0: yeah,
2: how is this? Possible? I see that with
0: influencers too. There was actually one influencer who was, and she has hundreds and thousands of followers, and at some point she was asking people to donate for her rent money, and I think like okay fine do you but you never thought once to monetize somehow like use your you have an audience to monetize that audience and like you know i don't know I. it just confuses me how people like you say people think you know, like, fame or having clout and being rich are, like, The mutually. same, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, no fam.
1: And I think it's just the example of, like, you know, the Warren Buffett and Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Like, Warren Bu- they're both famous, but, like, if Warren Buffett were to walk down Fifth Avenue, no one is going to be like, oh, my God, yeah. you're Warren Buffett, you like know? like yeah. Exactly, like, no one... And he's gone, Exactly. <laughs> He, and, and I think and it, it's such an interesting question that you bring or just like uh, what is it antidote that you bring up of just like these different influencers like now especially in Kenya there's this like rise of the socialite and it's, like, they get paid to just appear and look pretty. Mm-hmm. And, they and like, they don't necessarily have... Like, some of them have some business acumen. Like, they're making, like, makeup sticks and, like, trying to build that Kylie-esque brand. Mm, yeah. But do you think that that type of lifestyle or that type of business is sustainable and, like... Like, like being grow, an influencer? being Yeah, being an influencer, being a socialite, things of that nature.
0: Yeah, I don't think that, you know, Instagram will be around forever. Like, at some point, it's going to die out. But the the concept of someone who is influenced or an influencer will, oh, I think that's infinite. I think it started even if you look back all the way into like ancient Greek times, those were the philosophers, like the philosophers of those time, those are the people who were lit and then it moved on to Hollywood. And then Hollywood, you know, fast forward, like now we're <laughs> you know? in A.D.,
1: not B.C. Exactly.
0: <laughs> After Christ, you okay. know, and then was people. I mean, yeah, it just moves. It, go, it went from you know, like religious figures yeah. and then it moved to philosophers and intellectuals. And then it moved to like, you know, when capitalism became more of a thing it moved to hollywood and now that the world is going digital it's moving to social you know so it's always going to move but there's always going to be human beings that people aspire to as especially as long as we live in a capitalist society and so i How think it's just about move with the wave or get left behind
2: can i just say when she said instagram will not be around forever it will die i was going i was like <gasps> What did she just say? Really? What? <laughs> like, Why? Like, so if if Instagram should close down today, and you have like a million um, followers, that means you're no longer popular. That means you. I saw I saw someone I saw someone wrote that on Instagram. They were like, "What's gonna happen the day Instagram and Facebook close yeah. down? And you're like popular. Suddenly you'll be nobody. Um, but hopefully that doesn't happen." <laughs> <laughs> Mean, again, I think that <laughs> it it's like a marketing uh, avenue, you know. That's yeah. like how I tell that whatever what <laughs> I do. Um. So hopefully, it hopefully it doesn't close out now at least. But to to answer that question, yeah. I um honestly, in terms of people's ideals, mm-hmm. when someone that's like a socialite is like making money, <laughs> not not doing anything necessarily except to look pretty. A lot of people see that as unsustainable, okay? But people are actually making it work. And now, I think the trend now is social, socialists? Socialites, yeah. Socialites, yeah. sorry. um, A lot of them now, once they get that fame that they wanted, and then they start opening businesses. They, they turn it into mm-hmm. an avenue to make money. Mm-hmm. Like now, Kim Kardashian, you said she's not doing anything, but she has a game... And mm-hmm. an, uh, an app mm-hmm. where people play games. Oh no, she's making like exactly. She got the crowd, and then she's converting it into right. m- avenue to make money. Uh, like she doesn't have to do anything. People go on this app; they awesome. make money. Um, she has like clothing line now, mm-hmm. and then all her sisters, everybody basically followed the <laughs> same step. <laughs> right. uh, and now the youngest has overtaken all of them in terms of her net worth. Mm-hmm. Now she makes more money than Kim herself. So, and like you said, it looks like, okay, they don't really do anything. But now people realize it's not about how hard you work, but how smart you work. And I'm not saying that being a socialite is a good thing or not. I'm just saying that where the world is moving to now, mm-hmm. there are a lot of Kim Kardashians now in Africa. That's
1: what I was going to ask.
2: You, you yeah. know what I mean? Because they saw way it worked for her. She has money now. Now she can control her own life because once you have money, enough money at least, (laughs) nobody would order you around and they like that freedom to be able to live their lives. So now there are a lot of Kim Kardashian's in Africa. Now, if you try to convince them, oh, this is unsustainable, whatever, they probably will not listen because they see that it's working for someone else and it's becoming a trend now. Now, I'm not saying it's a good thing or it's not, but I think the most important thing is for people to learn to work smart, not... Not It's good to work hard, okay? But no, don't just work hard, work smart at the same time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I like agree. that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's the survival of the fittest. Anytime any industry gets saturated, only the fit survive, only the strong survive. Sorry. Um, And so I think even with like influencers and that, I think there are people who aspire to be attractive and that's that and to them it looks on the outside like that's all you have to do but they don't see what happens behind the scenes mm, I so i think with, with kim you. the the whole kardashian clan i think as far as like business acumen they they know like well kim and chris they know what they are doing culturally they're appalling i'm absolutely disgusted by that family on a cultural like <laughs> socio political <laughs> but outside of that i think they they know what they're doing but I think the problem is that they don't show us the behind the scenes, and so I think a lot of people get blinded mm-hmm. by the glitz and the glam, and they pursue. They that. follow suit, yeah, thinking it's easy. Doing stuff to their own that bodies Kim as well. wakes up at five a.m. every morning, and she's working, working, working until like eleven at night. You know. So and now you have yeah. young
2: girls doing all kinds of surgeries, yeah, trying to yeah. look like and, you and know.
0: as
1: you said, in you know, in Africa, the Kim Kardashians like they fall susceptible to the
0: sponsor. You oh, know that is another issue. Yeah, the blesser life. Exactly,
1: you know, and I feel like not that it's like mutually exclusive. Like if you're a socialite in Africa, you're most likely have a blesser, but I think that there's this kind of like stigma Mm -hmm. that starts to happen because like, for example, you know, like the routine and I've been seeing this on social media where it's like, you know, a socialite will get paid to show up to a club and then it's like, okay, like the owner of the club wants to take them to a room, you know, so it's like, okay, what are you supposed to do? Like, do you, if you leave (laughs) that situation, you're most likely not going to get paid by the club because like this is now the owner of the club or like one of the major investors of the club. But then if you do, it's like, okay, now people view you as like, all right, this girl is, you know, so it's like. I think you know
2: what you're getting yourself into once you decide this is
1: hmm, how you,
2: I mean, you, you have to count the costs before doing anything. Okay. Like you were talking about being famous, that it comes with its own costs. Yeah, so you can't just take the train or something. Right. So whatever you're doing, it, it's always good to <laughs> to sit down and be like, okay, you know, if I do this, this, right. this will happen, and not act surprised when <laughs> the hotel <laughs> owner is asking you to come into the room. You, yeah. you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think sometimes we act like we are victims when it's just that we didn't think something through. Now I'm not denying their... Yeah that they are susceptible to stuff. I'm not denying that they have vulnerability or that they were not treated well. What I'm saying is it's always good to count the costs and not be surprised. If Oprah should take the train and then people mug her or people want to take photos with her or something, she shouldn't be surprised. She's Oprah. You're
0: right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So right. Yeah, I, th-
2: I think it's about counting the costs and, and knowing what you're getting yourself into. Right. If you want to be a Kim Kardashian, You can't just look at what they show you on TV. You need to realize she can't just live the normal life like everybody else. If you want
0: to get paid to go to show up at clubs, also know the club life. (laughs) Know that club (laughs) life. life. And I'm not saying it's good. Like, oh, it's your fault if you get assaulted, whatever. But I'm know saying go life. in knowing that clubs are the yeah. mecca of sexual assault, <laughs> misogyny. Like, know yeah. this, fam. Know that. <laughs> and right.
2: also, you can have your own standard. You can have your own contract. You can say, this is what I will do. This is what I would not do. Yeah. So before you agree or collect money from anyone, you already stated... This 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 is what I will do. This is what right. I will not do, so that you're not surprised when something happens. Yeah,
1: and right. So,
2: wow. but I'm not saying you guys should be socialites. I mean, I'm not going to say you should not. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, if you want if to I'm be, <laughs> <laughs> just remember me when you have life. the millions. Just remember me when you have the millions of followers. You know, <laughs> right? That, that's all I would say. Can I ride the train? <laughs> <I'm dead.
1: laughs> No, I think it's 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 interesting, and it's it's just something that I think we need to be more aware of. Mm-hmm. And The like, only thing that
2: troubles me is mm-hmm. how much people change themselves to become famous or to become socialites. Ooh, so, mm-hmm. like, doing all kinds of surgeries or wow. bleaching your skin. Um, Now, that is what I don't know if it's sustainable for a long time. Because sometimes I, I ask myself in 30, 40 years' time, how would this person look like? <laughs> Now, I'm not saying they would look bad, but like, for example, I know a lady that bleached her skin and then she can no longer go out when it's really, really sunny outside because she wants to preserve. Now, I'm not saying that bleaching is wrong or that it's not. Everyone, as long as you're true to yourself, um, everyone to his own or her own, but everything comes with a, a, a price, you know? And then I've seen people that did plastic surgeries, all kinds of surgeries, and then they had baby and the baby look like they used to look before the surgery oh
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be Word. kylie people forget how kylie looks oh yeah and then travis Her baby too will not, not come with that baby yeah the baby will Shame not come man. with
2: plastic surgery okay Shame. so but then but then i won't be surprised <laughs> if in in 20 years time the baby also wants to have plastic surgery. yeah oh, right. so. but i'm
0: all for plastic surgery do you live your best life T.
1: I mean, I think it's just, and I'm speaking specifically of, like, people on the continent. Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like, fam, like, it's not, like, we come from a sunny place. Like, we come from a land where, like, there are dark people. Like, it's not that deep. (laughs) You don't need to, you know, like, what is the point? Like, their, your mom will not be, you know, like, I mean, so it's like when they go to the village and see, like, no, this is what your mom looks like. Like, obviously, this is not you, you know? Like, (laughs) I just feel like. There's no point like you can still have clout, you can still regain I mean there's even there's a I girl. love Lupita. Really? Yeah.
2: For keeping her complexion. The right. Way it is. Like I love it. I'm not saying that people that bleach that I don't like them or that I have any issues with them. I'm just saying I like seeing people the way they are and seeing yeah. people celebrate how they are naturally.
1: I feel yeah. like when you do alter yourself, I feel like you're always just gonna be susceptible to like why did that like why did you a consider that thing your a flaw and yeah. b why were you so like why did you get so consumed by your own insecurity that like you I get perpetuated it I get that it. like you had to feel like you had to change it Not you dumb, know
2: the I trouble sometimes the, the trouble is that sometimes people then don't know when to stop so they fix <laughs> this and then they're like okay <laughs> i should f- fix this one too and then yeah. Before you know what's happening, people have had multiple surgeries and then you see them and you're like, What happened to you? <laughs> because I've seen some some um American actresses that did several surgeries and yeah. then they became unrecognized unrecognizable when they used to be so pretty. So I've seen that happen.
0: Mm. I don't know if you guys saw Beyonce's dad's interview. Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. yeah he was talking about and it's facts yeah i mean he was stating facts yeah if beyonce was not as light as she was she may not be beyonce and that is fact and that's why i think the conversation around skin lightening is so touchy because we live in a society Mm. that tells women that if you're dark you're trash and you won't prosper in life and like these are all the obstacles but then, when women bleach their skin, we shame them. So, it's like, I, I refuse what do, you, to, what do you want people yeah, to do, fam? I refuse, I refuse, that refuse
2: that to agree with that how? mindset, yeah. though, that if you're not
0: Light. light-skinned,
2: you're not. Because then it's no longer about your talent. It's no, it's no longer yeah. about what you can do. No, I'm not it's saying it's now about how you look.
0: But I'm saying that that is the society that we live Like, that is what's perpetuated. Like, so you grow up dark-skinned, or let's say you grow up, Bigger, yeah. And people for sure will make fun of. You. People did make yeah. fun so of you So then whatever.
2: don't don't accept what exactly. people say. Okay? Right, but that's
0: easy to say. But when you're in that person's shoes, I can see why they would go under the knife or why they would bleach. I'm not saying. Well, like, that is when it. I I think someone character. Character, I Yeah, I think it, it
2: depends on each person. Yeah. Okay, like okay, so you really really want this. You're more desperate to have it than to keep your values. So, but the problem is when the society tells you you have to be light-skinned and then you go under the knife, you become light-skinned, the society is never satisfied. That's what people need to know. Tomorrow, the society will tell you, okay, you're too, you're fat, you You need need to lose weight, you need to be size two. Then you go, you lose size two. And then tomorrow, society will tell you, okay, you're too skinny, (laughs) you need to be curvy. And then now it's like how, so the society will never be satisfied. You just right. need to get at the back of your mind right from the onset and believe in your own authenticity, yeah. you know?
0: Right, but we know that. But that doesn't negate the fact that being light-skinned does actually have benefits in society. It, it does. I'm not saying you can't be successful if you're dark. Yeah. But being light-skinned is such a privilege that I can see, I can empathize with someone who wants to go under the knife. So me, I personally, I'm not that person. If Lil Kim walks in here, I'm not gonna be like, why would you go under the? You're supposed to be a role you model. You see how for, she looks now? Yeah, no, she Me looks too. terrible. <laughs> wow, and she
2: used to be so pretty. That's I that's know. one of the and examples. I've done surgery too I get too it. many times. I really like get it.
1: she and even at that time when she did look like quote unquote okay pretty, she had already done surgery. Like these are things that I think also people need to be aware about too. Like she had already kind of done that. But I think that's what you said. She took it then too far because she allowed society to to define like, okay, you need to be be this. And then Mm -hmm. she became that and then they're like, oh, okay, no, but you need to actually have straight hair. You need to actually have, you know, and Mm -hmm. then it just becomes like a cycle until you lose yourself. And I think that's the problem that, or at least that's the, the, the part that I want to empathize with, but I don't know how to in the sense that it's, it has to become, like, a self-care situation. Like, it has to become... It has to develop from within. So you have to know within yourself, like, I don't care if people, you know, like, say... Like, society may have this and society may even flip and be like oh my gosh I love that you're so big I love that you're dark you know what I mean so Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. you you can't allow any of it to phase you because like it's not you you know Mm -hmm. like you should be able to define it
0: I mean that's a cool concept but that's not the reality (laughs) about how everyone exists about the industry yeah I
2: I understand you about this uh, entertainment
1: industry Yeah. yeah You know? And I feel like we should but I feel like we should also be strong enough to say, you know, hey, like this is not cool. Like mm-hmm. it should change. I agree you with know? you
0: know defy the but odds. Then you where know? do we say yeah. you've crossed the line with plastic? Because I also think plastic surgery is really empowering. You know, so oh. at what point do we say? <laughs> you don't think No, I do. I think it's No it's, No she she's you know? right. Like it's depending on what agency? it oh, is. Okay, no. Yeah, so like, like that's it a have. breast reduction. I was just gonna say Redu- that. Like Redu- Wait, I've seen I've seen,
2: breast breast <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people that had I've seen people that so I had a friend, uh, her breast was just too big and it was too heavy for her. She was having back problem for yeah. years. Finally, they reduced it. And I've seen people that had breast cancer and they lost their breast and then mm-hmm. it was reconstructed with plastic surgery, you know. Mm-hmm. so. But the, I guess the main issue is to understand that the society will never be satisfied. And That's it is great. your job to learn to defy all odds because when you stand for what you believe in the same society that was making fun of you will turn around and celebrate you right when when lupita became popular suddenly the same society was celebrating her for her skin they were like such flawless skin like everyone was talking about how Mm -hmm. pretty she looks how her skin is flawless this is this is the same society that wanted people to look light-skinned you know right. what I'm saying? Like when when people realize that you are standing for what you believe in, Word. at some point they would actually celebrate you for being That's who crazy. you are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I I definitely I agree with all points. I think my standpoint is I can't ever say that anyone who goes under the knife is right or wrong. Me
2: neither. Or anyone yeah. who bleaches. Like, yeah. be true to yourself. That's yeah. what I would say. I'm being true to myself. So I have no right to tell anyone how to live their lives. Yeah. That's real. Um, it depends on what you what you want. And also, the mo- the only important thing to me is that you just make sure you count the costs. Yeah. Right. And, don't uh, go bankrupt. Don't
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, not just in terms of your bank account, but you can aspire to be Rihanna and still want to take the subway. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. Or you can aspire to be a socialite and then be surprised when you go to the club and yeah. something happens. So, just count the cost know what you're getting yourself into
0: you know <laughs> right. count that's the our
2: costs. new
1: yeah that's our new quote the count word. the cost yeah. on that note Hadiola, thank you so much I know. this
0: was such a good I conversation thank you, so guys. Juicy. i know <laughs>
1: i'm so i really am so excited to see like what everyone is gonna say and like how people are gonna give us feedback but yes where can people find you
2: um, they can they can find me in my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not on the subway. I'm just kidding. She's too big um, to take the subway. No, i That's not true. I take
2: the subway. <laughs> Char, please. They can they can find <laughs> me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. At Delafayon. Yes. On all platforms. Yes, yes. They can find me on YouTube as well.
1: Yes. So channel and we will have all the links below but yes, thank you guys for listening. I know, thank it's you been real We're definitely gonna let us know what you thought about this episode Yeah, Hashtag. comment on anything I know, let us know what you want to talk about next and if you have any more questions for Adeola, <coughs> make sure to follow and keep up with her But on that note, stay tuned for more We love you guys See you soon, Bye-bye. bye